0: And <speaking in the water> we thank God for another opportunity to be counted among the living and to come under his feet to strengthen and encourage one another. Amen? This morning, I'm going to, since it's gospel Sunday, I'm going to speak about something very basic. As we continue on our journey with Christ, there will be times where our focus will be drifted from the core of our calling or the basis of what brought us into the family of God as we always preach and talk about those basic principles, I'm just here this morning to encourage you, don't be bored when we speak about these things. Because according to the scripture, Jesus says, when you believe, signs and wonders shall follow you. But because most places have drifted away from the basics of the gospel, now we have believers chasing after signs and wonders, amen? amen. So we've inverted what Jesus said: signs and wonders should be following us, not us running and chasing after signs and wonders, amen. amen. So this morning, my someone is short, someone is entitled, fixing our eyes on Jesus, amen. Amen. So. We were, most at times we see people running around, chasing after prophets, chasing after miracles. Prophecy is good. All those things, miracle is good. But the basics of why you are called a child of God is that Christ died to reconcile you back to God. Hallelujah. That is the number one most important fundamental thing that we should not ever drift away from. Amen? Amen. So, for example, when I will take a tree, a big oak tree, for example, no matter how big, tall that tree is, the most important aspect of that tree is the root. Amen? How deep that root can go and how much that root can grab nutrients to feed the bigger part of the uh, the tree. Amen? Amen. So as believers, we should not drift away from the basics of our calling. Amen? Amen. And the basis of our calling is fixing our eyes on Christ no matter what. Amen? Amen? The basis of our calling is that Christ through grace died to reconcile us to God and make us children of his kingdom. So I look at my first uh, scripture from Hebrews chapter 12, the verse 2 and 3. Is fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Amen. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer, the beginner and the finisher of our faith, as some other versions will say. Amen. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary or lose heart. Amen. Amen. This is Apostle Paul writing to the church in Hebrew, the Hebrews? Amen. So, when you come here in the morning, we are not sharing, we are not giving away handkerchiefs and special waters and special oils, do not get weary. Amen? Because those are not the basics of your your salvation. Amen? Continue to focus on Christ, the beginner and the finisher of your faith. Amen? So during times of victory or times of struggle, our focus should be on God. Because we are nothing without him. God is capable of moving mountains and breaking down any wall without our help. Amen? But for some reason, God, in his own wisdom, always tries to bring us along. Even though he can do those things without our help, he always tries to bring us along so we, along the way, can build our faith, learn how to rely on Him, and stand strong for Him. Amen? Amen? Amen. Are you here with me? So this morning, God doesn't need us. We need Him. He always do His best to find us and bring us home to Himself, no matter how far we stray away from him. Amen? He tries, God always tries, do his best to partner with us on projects. Whether it's in our lives or in other people's lives, God always do his best to make us partners. Amen? And the reason being is so we can build our faith, learn to depend on him, and completely be obedient to him. Amen? So, The first example I'll give is when God called Moses to lead the children of Israel out of bondage, I believe God really does not need Moses to lead. God could have done it himself without inviting Moses to be the figurehead, amen? Because Moses was just the figurehead, the point of contact for God, amen? But God could have done it without Moses. God could have just one day, just like he struck the firstborns, God could have struck Pharaoh and all his army and the children of Israel could have just walked, walked home without any opposition, God could have done it. But God wanted to build a life of the people he called. He wanted to shape their view of who he was. That's why it took them 40 years, because when you take, the cl- uh, you take a class and you fail the exams, you have to take that class again. So folks, when you are going through situations and you don't want that situation to linger around too long, Ask God, what is the lesson here? Learn that lesson and move on. Hallelujah. Because if you don't learn that lesson and you keep failing the lesson, you'll be taking that class. And then you get your and so ask for me and my luck. Hallelujah. It's not you and your luck. You are just not learning that lesson God wanted you to learn at that particular moment. Amen. So the quicker and the sooner you learn what God is trying to teach you in that circumstance or that situation, the quicker you move on. Amen. Amen. So it took the Israelites 40 years to make it to where God wanted them to get to, to pass the classes God was expecting them to pass. Amen. May God help us that we don't spend 40 years or more Learning one lesson, amen. Amen. May God help us, may God open our eyes and our understanding that we can see areas that we need to learn and quickly move on. Amen. So, God, Moses, as we all know, listed after God called him, Moses listed all the flaws in his life that disqualifies him to be a partner with God on this important project. However, God overlooked all those flaws and made Moses the leader he wanted him to be. Amen? So this morning, we, first we noticed a perfect God always picking the flawed human beings from wherever they are, prepare them, shape them along the way, and accomplish his goal Whatever he wants to accomplish. He could have done it himself. God could have accomplished all this on his own. But there is a lesson God wanted us to learn. There is something God wanted human beings to get along the way so he always brings us along the journey. Amen. Amen. Amen? Amen. So the example here with a perfect God working with an imperfect man to show forth his love and Greatness, amen. amen. So, no matter how high spiritually you think you've got, how much you've accomplished, how strong you are, the miracles you could do, the basics is one God redeemed you from somewhere, and He's a perfect God, and He's working on you along the way. And we should not lose sight of that, amen. amen. We should never lose sight because once we start losing sight of that. Then you come and stand here and give a testimony and say, so yes, and I fasted and God did it. And I gave God the ultimatum and he did it. Hallelujah. That's not how it works. Amen? God could have even done it before you prayed. But maybe there's a lesson we wanted you to learn along the way. So, it's what you have done. It's not how you have done it. It's not how you threaten God that you are going to quit church. Hallelujah because God, through his own mercies, decided to redeem you at that moment. Amen. 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 In spite of our shortcomings and inabilities, God sees who you can be than who you are today. Amen. Amen. God sees us. He sees the the tomorrow of us. He sees what our abilities are, what we are capable of being, than we see it ourselves. Hallelujah. And that is why it is very always important to have our eyes fixed on the beginner and the finisher of our faith. Amen? Because as long as your eyes are fixed on God and you know your source, the source of you being able to move and have your being is in God through Christ, then there will be no boasting. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's the reason why when it came to salvation, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, it says, for by grace we are saved through faith. It's not of your works. Lest anyone boast. Hallelujah. Because God don't want us to come one day and stand for us. Oh, yeah, God, I did this. You know what? I made it here because I fasted. I made it here because, you know what? I worked for this. Hallelujah. So that's why it is by grace. Lest anyone boast. Amen? Amen? Amen. So, so Moses, along the way, saw the greatness of God and God's miracles, will unleash every step of the way once he began focusing on God and not himself and his flawed self. Hallelujah. Once Moses took eyes off of himself, who he is, he can't speak, he can't do this, he can't do that. When he took his eyes off of those things and started focusing on God, he started unleashing Power of God, He started unleashing miracles. He started doing things He couldn't He as a flawed human being couldn't have done even on a good day. Amen? Amen. Amen. So this morning it is my prayer that God will let us take our eyes off of who we are, what we can accomplish, what we can do, and start focusing on God, what God can do, who God is, and what God, where how far, how high, God can bring us. Amen. And once we start focusing on that PIWC, we can go as much as far as God allow us to go, amen? Amen. We need to sometimes not see how much people show up for church, how many people are here today. We should just start focusing on that great God, the the great God who is able to do far more than we can even ask for. And once our focus start going into that direction, everything else will start falling in place just like what happened with Moses amen? amen when we look up to God and focus on him our inabilities fade away and his greatness is revealed in us so let's look at our second uh, scripture second corinthians chapter 12 the verse 9 and this will be Paul speaking but he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Amen? In this um, context, I believe what Paul is saying is now he's recognizing and accepting his own weaknesses and realizing that there is a potential, there is Unlimited power in Christ he can tap into. So his weaknesses, he's admitting them, he's accepting them, and he's at that point not looking at them anymore, but he's overlooking those weaknesses, and he's going to start focusing on the unlimited power of Christ. Amen? So this morning, whatever situations you find yourself in, Wherever you think you stand this morning, once you start overlooking who you are, what you've done and failed, areas where you failed, and begin focusing on what Christ is and what Christ is able to do, those weaknesses will start diminishing, they will start disappearing, Amen. and God or the power of Christ will, be start, will start revealing itself in you. Amen. Because at times we have to take, get rid of the old stuff in order to usher in the new stuff. Amen? Amen? So you cannot hold on to your weaknesses and constantly focus on them and acknowledge and keep acknowledging them. As for me, I, I'm just short-tempered. Or oh, as for me, that's just how I am. As for me. You know, once you are focusing on that, you are preventing the power of God. You are preventing the new untapped power of Christ to take effect. Amen? Amen. So if today you are one of those people who just just give up and say, you know, as for me, that's just how I am. That's just how things are with me. Begin to take the focus of you as for me and begin to focus on Christ. Amen? Amen? It's my prayer this morning that God himself will start speaking to our hearts so we can start seeing areas where we need to start changing things His strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. That that happens when we completely depend and rely on God, looking to him for everything. The Apostle Paul, who has so many encounters with God and has shown the resilience of faith by just as any human being, has his own weaknesses that God will not remove from him. A reminder to him that God is a source of grace and strength, no matter how much you have accomplished for God or how high you think you have risen in a spirit. Amen. Amen. Our next example will be Judges chapter seven, the second verse to the 14. And this is a story about a man called Gideon. Hallelujah? Amen. So Gideon, said, so the Lord said to Gideon. You have too many men. I cannot deliver Midian into your hands, or Israel will boast against me. My own strength has saved me. Amen? Amen? Sometimes this is where we tend to miss the mark, and we don't see the glory of God. Because we are doing it so we can say, we did it. Amen? Amen. We are doing it so we can turn around and say, yes, I accomplished this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this, God t- t- talking to uh, Gideon, he said, listen, you, they were going against 120,000 Midianite army. He has 34,000 men. And God is saying, listen, even this poor you are bringing with the 34,000 versus 120,000, is still too much. Because God does not want him or Israel, the fighters, to say, well, we went and fought. Hallelujah. At times, when the, we face battles, We need to stop trying to fight with our wisdom. Stop fighting with our know-how, our strategies. We need to just fall back and let God fight for us. Amen. Because at times, most of the time, all the time, the battle is not yours. Amen. 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 So, so Gideon himself, Gideon has his own battle plan and the number of men he thinks he needs for the battle. But God quickly reminded him that he, God, is the commander-in-chief. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, he should depend on him for the battle plan and courage. Amen. Amen? So the Lord said to Gideon, you have too many men, I cannot deliver Midian to you. Let's go to the next chapter. The army. Anyone who trembles with fear. So, this this the uh, Process of vetting who goes and who doesn't go. Anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left while 10,000 remained. But the Lord said, so that's the process for which you get rid of. uh, God told Gideon to get rid of some of the men. He said, hey, if you're afraid, you can go home. And 22,000 men just walk home. They say, listen, we we are not doing this. Amen? Amen. So now there are 10,000 men left. And God God said to Gideon, there are still too many men. Take them down to the water, and I will thin them out for you there. Amen? So the, 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 the common thread here is, what is happening here is, Gideon is not making the decisions at all. This At this point, God is in charge. God is saying, listen, this is what I want you to do, and Gideon obliged and do exactly what God asked him to do. Do this, and God... So at times, if we want to see the goodness of God, if we want to see the greatness of God, if you want to see what we call miracles happen, then at times we have to step out of the way and let God do his thing. Amen? Amen. 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 Sometimes we need to step out of the way We need to quit giving God our input. We need to try to keep counseling and giving God advice as to how we want him to help us out of our troubles. Amen? Amen? Because God has the master plan even before you were born. God has the way out before you even got into the trouble. Amen? 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 So reliance completely on God, reliance completely on his providence, reliance completely on his counsel, it is important to us. And it brings us back to our basics. It brings us, it gives us humility to know that, you know what, we serve a God who is greater than us, to let us know that, you know know what, we are directed and led by a God. We are the sheep, he is the shepherd, we just follow. Amen. He leads and we just follow. Amen. But I don't know how many of us ever seen a shepherd leading the sheep, and the sheep decide, "No, we are not going there today. That's not where I want to eat today. It never happens. Hallelujah. Amen. When the shepherd leads, the sheep follows. Amen. May God give us the spirit of humility. May God give us a spirit that allows us to follow him, even if it doesn't make sense. Amen. Because when God was telling Gideon, Gideon is up to a, up against 120,000 men. And God is saying 32,000 is not enough. Most of us would have said, no, That's just doesn't make sense. That, is, that does not jive with logic. But at times, things God does, doesn't jive with logic. Hallelujah. Because as far as the, the heaven is away from us, that's how deep and higher his wisdom is. It's away from ours. Amen. So, if you're in a situation today or you find yourself in something that you cannot make sense out of, it's okay. Hallelujah. If you find yourself in a, in a situation that you cannot get out of because you just don't know what to do, it's okay. Just rely on the God who knows how. Amen. Stand out of the way and let the God who knows how, the God who understands, the God who, the God who saw the problem before it even happened, Walk you out of it, amen. 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 So, Gideon, there. So, God says, There are still too many men, take them down to the water, and I will tame them out for you there. If this, if I said, This one shall go with you, he shall go, but if I said, This one shall not go with you, he shall not go, amen. So at times when God says, you know what, this is how it should be, we should learn to listen. Because we find ourselves in so much predicaments because we just don't listen. Amen. You wake up and say, oh yeah, you know, I had that feeling I shouldn't go there today. And I went and look what happened. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. I woke up and you know what, my spirit told me I shouldn't do this today, but I did it anyway. Amen. Amen. So when God says this is a no-go, let it be a no-go. Amen. Amen. So Gideon took the men down to the water, and and there the Lord told him, "Separate those who lap the water with their tongue as a dog laps from." Next chapter. Next verse. Those who down to drink 300 of them drank from cupped hands lapping like dogs all the rest got down on their knees to drink the Lord said to Gideon with the 300 men that lapped I will save you and give you the Midianite into your hands let all the others go home so Gideon sent the rest of the men home Amen. 120,000 men. And God shrunk. He's 32,000 men to 300. Hallelujah. Does that make any sense? But at times, that's how it is. When you are under the feet of God, when God is leading you, when God is guiding the path, most of the time it doesn't make sense. Hallelujah. Most of the time, it doesn't jive with logic. Amen? But we serve a God whose wisdom is unsearchable. That at times, we just have to accept his guidance. We just have to accept his leadership. And that's where the peace you are looking for, the victories you are looking for, comes in. Amen? Amen. So, beginning today, if you started drifting away, from the basics of your faith. If you started drifting away, recognizing that you were saved with a precious blood, hallelujah, by Christ. If you may, God himself counsel you to start realizing where you are from. Because at times, you have to know where you are from and know where you are to get to your next destination. That's why some of us... uh, and I'll be one of those who put a I brought from Ghana. I still have it in my basement. Because it reminds me where I came from. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, it reminds me where I came from. And it strikes humility in your heart. Amen. So, we cannot forget where we came from. We cannot forget who we were. When a king stepped out of his kingdom to redeem us. Hallelujah. And once those are always on your mind, I think some of the challenges of life becomes meager. They become small. They don't, they don't even trouble you anymore. Amen? I'm not saying you are going to be at a point where you'll be problem-free. That would be a lie. Hallelujah. Nobody, when you read the scripture from, the, uh, from Genesis to Exodus, people who had intimate encounters with God always still have problems in life. Amen? But the difference is, you know, when you know somebody got this, you get to sleep. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you driven with family or friends on a long distance before and you are the one driving and everybody just falls asleep? Hallelujah. And you, you are trying to keep your eyes on the road and everybody just relaxed, Hallelujah. Sometimes that's how we need to ride with God. God is in charge. God is driving. Guess what? Yeah, there's traffic. The road looks dangerous. There's no light. But guess what? We can just sleep and let him take control. Hallelujah. And the only way we can do that is focus on him. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen? Amen? And when you focus on him, when your focus is on God, then everything else becomes small because you have a larger God you have a bigger God than the small problem. So when your focus is on God, then everything must become small. When David went against Goliath, if David were to focus on the height, the strength, the, 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 the sheer size of the man, I don't think David would dare step in front of that man. Hallelujah. Because it doesn't make sense for a shepherd boy who doesn't have any armor, who doesn't have any war training to go against a man who fought all his life. And is large. It doesn't jive with common sense. But I believe the reason why David had the courage to step in front of Goliath is because David was not looking at Goliath's size. David was looking at the size of the God he serves. Hallelujah. David's focus was on the God himself and not on Goliath. Hallelujah. Once we can find ourselves in that position where you know what we can relax and know that God got this. The problems will come but we will have peace. Amen. our faith and obedience to his guidance. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you want to be obedient, if you want to be reliant completely on God, then we need to start focusing on God more. So, his, Because once you start focusing on him, then his leadership starts making sense to you. Hallelujah. Amen? But if you're not focusing, and God is place him in your heart, do it this way, it doesn't make sense. Hallelujah. But once you start focusing on him, his leadership will start making sense. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So whether you are here this morning or you are home listening, begin to focus on God. Begin to look at the greatness of God and not the greatness of your problem. Begin to follow God's ways because his ways lead to peace. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, the ninth chapter of this, uh, after Gideon sent them home, we'll read the, the last chapter of that, the ninth chapter. So, Israelites sent them home and kept the 300 who took over the provisions. They took over provisions, food, and trumpets of the others. Now, the camp of Midian lay below him in the valley. Hallelujah. So, here again, it doesn't make sense. We are going to fight these people. When you read the scripture on, it describes there are so many weapons, so many horses, chariots, you name it. And God is sending these people into battle with just food and trumpets. Hallelujah. At times, the way God leads does not make sense. But that is how he chooses to lead. Maybe some of us came into this country hoping we are coming to get that big Wall Street job and that's how we are going to be blessed. And that job hasn't happened yet. That corner job hasn't happened yet. So your life is in distress. You cannot rejoice. You cannot live your life. You are waiting for that. Brother or sister, I am encouraging you this morning. Wherever God placed you, whichever way God is leading you, look at his leadership, accept his leadership and peace will be yours. Amen. 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 Because the way he leads might not make sense, but it leads you to peace and your internal life. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So that's the reason why we here don't go chasing after prophets and miracle workers. Amen. Because we know we have a God the main link for most of us is just to so completely rely on Him and just follow His leadership. Amen. 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 So the Israel, so he sent the Israelites home and lay below. Him. Okay. So during that night, let's go to the ninth chapter. The Lord said to Gideon, "Get up, go down against the camp, because I am going to give it into your hands. If you are afraid to attack." Go down to the camp with your servant. Let's go to the next. Pura, and listen to what they are saying. Afterwards, you will be encouraged to attack the camp. So he and Pura, his servant, went down to the outpost of the camp. So, you see, God is not just giving directions and telling him how. God is also saying, you know what, I'm I'm going to give you courage. Hallelujah. So at times... Wherever you are, whatever the situation or circumstance, God is ready to give you everything you need. Everything. From beginning to end to get to that situation. Amen. Amen. Only if you can rely on him and trust in him. Amen. Amen. So they went to the camp. Let's go to the next. The Midianites and the Amalekites and all the other Eastern people had settled in the valley thick as locusts. That's how many they are, as thick as locusts. Their camels could no more be counted than the sand on the seashore. That's how many people they are going against with 300. Hallelujah. Gideon arrived just as a man was telling a friend his dream. I had a dream, he was saying a round loaf of barley bread came tumbling into the camp. He struck the tent with such a force that the tent overturned and collapsed. His friends responded, this can be nothing other than the sword of Gideon, son of Josh, the Israelite. God has given the Midianites and the whole camp into his hands. Amen. When God gives, nobody can take away. When God Proclaims nobody can change that. Hallelujah. When God, you know, God doesn't need a congressional approval for anything. Hallelujah. God doesn't need anybody to vote on anything. God votes and it's done. Amen. His His promises are yea and Amen. Hallelujah. So my last example. When God called on um, the Israelites to take Jericho, Joshua. And his men could have wake up one morning and the, thing is, the, wall are, the wall is knocked down. But God didn't do that because he wanted them to build their faith along the way. He wanted them to focus on who he is. So God told them, listen, you guys don't have excavators, no bulldozers, nothing to knock down the, this wall. But all I want you to do is just march around the wall seven times a day and blow trumpet. That doesn't make sense. But that is the kind of God we serve. Hallelujah. He makes the impossible possible. He makes where there is no water, springs of water can shoot up in the desert. And you can see, how is that possible? Hallelujah. This morning may God let rivers, streams, shoot up in your desert. Hallelujah. This morning, may your walls of Jericho be knocked down without your effort. Hallelujah. This morning, may the God the creator of the universe, the maker of everything in the universe give you the camp of anybody, any, any enemies that have encamped against you. Whatever the circumstances, may you be in charge. Hallelujah. This morning. This morning. May God himself give you wisdom to remove the obstacles that prevents you from relying on him this morning. Peace, perfect peace. Please let's all bear our feet.